0: Edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host Jordan Erith, and with me, as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast Jay Gonzalez. What's
1: up, Jay? How's it going?
0: It's going good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just yeah. uh,
1: enjoying enjoying the nice weather here.
0: Is it is it lovely uh, Sunday Washington weather today?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Great day for some Sunday statues. Mm-hmm. You got a uh, got Craven the Hunter out there. I saw on IG today, just yep, raking just in the comments it. and likes, just fucking showing his pecs, just killing it? it,
2: just <laughs> slaying the game. I
0: didn't, I didn't invite you in the conversation yet, Zach. What do you? Think you're doing? <laughs> Dude, like, I just, wait.
2: I just needed everybody to know that Craven's slaying it. Man. <laughs> and
0: we got our our third host, Zach Barlow. How you doing, homie? I'm good, bro. How are you? I am doing good. Um, doing really good yeah it's it's beautiful weather out here today too um it just feels i don't know the, the vibes the energy today it's a good sunday you know yeah
2: love th- love sundays like this i didn't really have a ton of planes today so i we were able to like uh just do a bunch of sunday stuff clean up the house do the laundry meal prep do all that stuff stuff to prep for the week and i love love those sundays yeah. Like I hate being super busy on Sunday and then Monday just like happens and you just got to like adapt to it and you're just like yeah. fuck all right here we go got yeah, to do awful. another week now Those weeks are tough man so I'm um, I had a very chill low key get ready for the week Sunday so I'm that's good
0: Absolutely yeah the nice productive stress relief Sundays Yeah prep prepare you for the week in many ways so that's yeah. great that's great um cool man well we are on the mic today for one reason and one reason only and that is to talk about my new beard so i uh I had to shave my face i don't know if you guys noticed that's
2: not why that's not why we're here
0: but uh it's growing back fortunately. also nobody I,
2: can nobody can see that if we should talk about anybody's beard we should talk about
0: mine i'm, I'm gonna scratch it next to the mic if you can look at see. it that's look a look this. sound right there <laughs> look at this. Is that, are those gray hairs yeah, you got some grays, bro.
2: You know, you know the thing. The thing about this is, I have like five gray hairs total, and Alicia won't let me pull them out because she wants my beard to go gray. She like wants that like salt and pepper look, so she like dope, protects dude. those gray hairs with her life.
0: With like a and sword and shield. I try to,
2: I try to like pull. I'm like, bro, like we gotta get rid of this. I'm trying to like regain this out. She's like, no, nah, you own, you earned those grays, and so. <laughs> I guess they were here to say I got, there's four right here on my chin and then there's one right here by my ear.
0: Your chin looks so distinguished and like just, <laughs> dude, I've just seen some shit. Dude,
2: this chin earned those grays. All four
0: Absolutely. of them, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, dude, I lost a bet, so I had to shave my beard and I felt like I was 15 years old again. You look I, like you're 15. Thanks, man. That's the last time I'm ever going to shave my face.
2: What was the bet? Uh, well,
0: it wasn't like, really, it was like, it was a customer service score for my Oh, team, I and thought we, you probably bet hit.
2: the Warriors at Oracle. Oh no, no, don't no. talk
0: about Warriors, dude. I, probably, I, I, would love it. Think, I would have, I would have taken that bet. I love it. Um, okay, yeah, but no, that's not. We're not talking beard talk today. Uh, that's for our other podcast that hopefully never comes to fruition. <laughs> our uh, check
2: our other podcast out, Beard
0: Talk Pod. <laughs> <Beard talk. laughs> so it's Wednesday, and I have a fourth gray hair. Um, <laughs> What's up with you? <laughs> uh, no, we're all talking uh, Dark Phoenix today because we saw it over the weekend, and um, I'm sure it has some some feelings and some thoughts and some opinions. So, um, without further ado, let's, let's dive in. Uh, Cyclops is a bitch. I think that's a good way to start it off. Right? Uh, uh, Dude. Well, here I have yeah. I have
1: some argument actually against this this time, and. Uh, Cause I am not a big Cyclops fan. I always thought he was um, definitely a whiner. I mean, we read the, the the Phoenix saga, and he was kind of like, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting here by Jean Grey's bed, and I'm gonna that's, wallow." That's that's called and, loyalty. And uh, until loyalty, he goes and fucks around
2: like four yeah, different times, and then he, leaves he his family, he mind sexes
1: with the White Queen, whatever. Um,
2: his life was on the but, line, guys.
1: <laughs> Pick a side Get it Get it get
0: Loyalty <laughs> And life is on the line um, There's
1: only been a couple of times That I felt like Cyclops was like I mean he's not like the worst character But I felt like There's only a couple of times Where he was like OG for sure Like And that's when he was Avengers versus X-Men And he had the Dark Phoenix in him And he was just ruthless Like He was just like I'm gonna kill whoever I want Mutants first Like it's I don't care Um, And then I actually I would I love actually, to see that version you got to read it. we'll read it we'll do an episode on it. Yeah. Um but I actually really enjoyed this Cyclops on this movie. Um for uh, a lot of reasons, but it's it's he's not as bad as the Michael Martz um, where he dies in like 3 minutes into the movie that with his uh, boot oh, jeans. That really pissed me off.
0: So you but... liked the... I thought he was such a goob in this one. Like at least he was like rugged no. a little bit in the old ones like he's just like a little freaking
1: no, I didn't, I didn't think so. I thought he was kind of great. I I loved his like his his action with the. Uh, I actually liked uh, most of the the action in the characters in this movie. So I was pretty happy. Um, yeah.
2: About it. So. I I didn't. I I think that I agree with Jr. I I mean I, it's not like I was like oh finally this is the Cyclops I've always been waiting for. Um, but <laughs> this is probably I like this Cyclops better than I liked the Cyclops that lasted like three minutes into the movie yeah. about his girlfriend or his wife uh well, that was in
0: the third movie though he had two movies before that where he was all all about it and like he was a pretty prominent he, character uh, yeah, yeah i just did i never just, i
2: never like i hated that cyclops actually
1: it was so hard he really didn't do that much other than like he was like the the pre-captain america before captain america came out you know like oh go this way oh let's go up to the stairs rogue you know don't you know where's rogue you know don't touch
2: anything <laughs> yeah. don't touch anything <laughs> um, but you know
1: wolverine you're an asshole you know um like that i mean i i love i love michael martz like i love him in like um sex drive i love him in other stuff but and i love the way he looked at cyclops like i thought he was probably a closer look to what cyclops would look like yeah but like his his movement in that movie was like He's just got his ass kicked way too much. I mean, in X two, I mean, he gets like taken over with a stupid gel pen that on the back of his neck, and he goes after you know the other well, teammates.
0: Everybody does, like yeah, everybody I, gets uh... injected with that thing. But what do you mean the by first his one. actions? Because you say you like the the new guy's actions, but you don't All like right, the so old like, guy's actions.
1: All right, so like, uh, when I loved it when um, uh, like the new movie. I love. I forget that kid's name, but um, what's his name? He, uh, I love it when he's like moving oh, around and it's like, I mean, he's like, okay, first of all, he amplified his beam with a beam gun on this, on the starship, right? That was pretty
0: dope. That was cool. That was when dope. He, when he went to like the shooter, like cockpit. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I thought, I was like, what the heck is he doing? This is not star Wars. I'm like, I thought he was at the cannon of the, the millennium Falcon. I'm like, what the, and then he realized he puts his faces up to it yeah. and he shoots and he amplifies. Okay. So that, that to me was pretty awesome. Um, and when he's fighting around I mean he's legit like da, 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 like I mean he's like double tapping on an air gun with his uh is you know his beam visor and he's just like
0: so Ty, his name's Ty Sheridan
1: Ty Sheridan that's right I love yeah. him on ready player one that was that's actually one of my favorite oh yeah movies, not, same no. guy right yeah same guy Amber's like hey he's got his uh, VR visor the whole time and everything that's, he's in.
0: <laughs> that's true okay um
1: but I, I love just the way he's you know he's moving around he's fighting more like he's actually like fist fighting a little bit you know in this movie and you know because cyclops is usually off in the distance kind of like a sharpshooter mm-hmm. uh, but he's like in in the game
0: um dude i don't recall I him fist fighting tra- at all i remember him blasting and like the whole time about he
2: was he, he he threw some blows on, on the train i remember yeah, him, like the
0: train. protecting uh or like yeah standing next to gene and just like shooting people from the roof before he got the to roof. that
2: that point before he got to gene he was throwing some blows like to get to that point gotcha in
1: in new york when he's like when the when the train is like when magneto brings up the train michael fest uh yeah Fassbender, right he brings yeah. up the train and he's down on the ground and he's fighting and um I I just love I mean he didn't like pound like he didn't like Hulk the wall when he went like but he did use his beam as like boom I'm gonna put a hole in this wall I'm gonna walk through it like I thought that was badass for that Cyclops the other Cyclops yeah. never did that he never like put a hole in the wall to walk through
0: like, no he got his just... fucking visor taken away by Toad and then he he like sh- destroyed the museum and stuff I remember yeah that.
1: he got he got beat up by Toad let's just put that in second.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah That's so I true. would say
1: he was a much better Cyclops and I do like Ty... Uh,
0: Sheridan, whatever
1: Sheridan. So
0: yeah, when he uh, when at the, I mean we'll, we're gonna go through the movie, but like when Jean was transferring her power to the the was it Dobry or what whatever the races and he, race just
2: like, like, he just he did, like like he murked her. was cool. He debarred. He debarred. all oh, yeah. the way through.
0: He's like uh uh-uh. uh walked in Not and happening. shot her. And she shot through the roof and like that was, dope. Yeah. That yeah. was murk. Yeah. I've never seen a blaster like actually do some impact like that. So it's about damn time. Yeah, that was cool. Cyclops um, like
2: saved the day multiple times. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Alright, so yeah. He's we a little stronger. I feel like we had to get the Cyclops segment out of the out of the picture. So now <laughs> we can actually get into the movie. So um JR, you want to talk about kind of what happened in the movie?
1: Yeah. What? Um so they they basically there is some there's obviously some differences from the comic book to the movie. And I think one of the problems with these X Men movies is they they have the origin of of the actual X-Men and the, the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix Saga, um, and the X-Men and the Uncanny X-Men, which came out in the 70s and the 80s. And and then they got the, the origin stories of the movies, right? From the early 2000s, 1999 to, what, 2005 or something is when those movies came out. X, uh, X-Men, X X2, and X-Men's Last Stand, right? Yeah. So they're mixing these two kind of, like, origin stories into this storyline. and But then... Uh, so in this third movie, they're kind of trying to follow a little bit of the Phoenix Saga, Dark Phoenix Saga from the the comic books, right? So Jean Grey, there's an issue. Um, uh, and so this obviously this is a Jean Grey story. Uh, there, so there's a, an issue in space. You know, mutants at this point, uh, Professor Xavier has turned them into a popularity. You know, um, kind of, you know, this is they're much more accepted. The um, humans accept na- them
2: because they do good. Yeah, they they've, they've seen them their, do risk good. they their lives to like save exactly. people. Exactly.
1: Right. Uh, Mystique is like a good guy. You know, she's like a, a mentor. Um, they have the first class is much older now and they're 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 either most of them are dead or it's just I think it was just Beast and Mystique, right? We're part yeah. of the only ones from the first class. And you got this new generation coming up and I they had like the classic uniform. Um, but basically the story goes where the comic book goes where they need to go up into space and need to save um, astronauts from what getting burned by a, what they think at the time is a solar flare. Yep. Yeah. Right. So the team goes <clears throat> up there and the team consists of beast mystique, uh, Jean gray cyclops, nightcrawler and storm. Um, and the, and that, f-
2: and that, uh, flash
0: dude. Oh, that's right. Quicksilver was Quicksilver, but he was yeah. barely yeah.
1: in the movie, which was depressing um because i love he got him in the wrecked
0: first... he got wrecked yeah. by, by gene pretty early on
1: um so they they go up there and basically they they do their thing except for there is the captain who they left behind and that's where gene gray steps in and we all know gene gray we've seen flashes of her superpowers being super right like extraordinary um but something happens and she gets swallowed by what we think at the time is the uh well, she kind of swallows it, right? The solar flare. Yeah. Yeah. Like absorbs the team is, it. Right. And there's some friction going on. There's some friction going on between uh, Mystique and uh, Professor Xavier um, and the team and where they're headed. And um, it's good times right now until that moment. So.
2: Um, I had a beef with that scene. The, like the first uh, opening scene? scene. Why was it. Why did Jean Grey and Nightcrawler and Quicksilver. Why were they able to go into the other ship that clearly had, like, holes in it and stuff without a spacesuit? Did you guys notice that?
0: I did well, notice that. Well, Storm froze it before they went in the first time. But she there's still no there's someone. still no
2: oxygen. I mean, even then, like, you, you need a spacesuit to go into what would be an oxygen-less environment because there had been holes in it before.
0: I mean, are we talking, uh, like, getting down to the scientific side of this because yeah, i just I'm, thought that was about element on i just thought that was annoying like
2: i'm just like bruh like no i they clearly the like you should not be breathing in space like you need yeah but they put one I, on nightcrawler but after, gene didn't after have after one it, yeah. the second time yeah, yeah they put it on yeah. after
0: they came back they
2: put yeah. it on him i was like that makes no sense okay i don't know so i i did think the same me.
1: thing but i i, I did th- i was like man they shouldn't they need helmets or something but i mean i guess you can brush it off with, like, quicksilver so fast he doesn't need oxygen as much or, uh, you know, uh, Nightcrawler's not really, like, breathing. He's popping in and out, you know, so he's getting oxygen while he's, you know, but there is some, like, cold factors. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you really... I, I thought the same exact thing and then I uh, just moved on because at this time if we question anything scientific <laughs> in some of these <laughs> movies, we're going to, like, drive, drive you crazy, probably.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, so absorbs a solar flare uh and then she's like floating in space nightcaller saves her then what
1: um so now they think that Jean gray is is right they thought she's died they brought her back to the ship um and they revise her i mean you can start seeing the 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 flames in her eyes right the, the flames cracking through her skin um, and at this point, if you're not a comic book character or comic a comic book, a comic book uh, reader, or if you don't know anything about the Dark Phoenix, you're a little bit behind the times. Um, we all know that she got swallowed by the Dark Phoenix or the Phoenix. Um, what it, a celestial being. I mean, I forget what they call it. The LX Phoenix Force. Being, the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Um, so
0: I have a question about that. So this movie is, a, is uh, and as far as the timeline goes, this is post uh, the apocalypse Yes. So in the apocalypse at the end When Jean Grey steps up to apocalypse And starts fucking murking him The phoenix force starts coming out of her And there's like the bird showing And she's like turning all red and shit But then this movie's saying that she didn't get it Until she went up into space After that already happened So I'm confused about that Because did she have it in her already? Did she absorb it in space?
1: I Is think, there a um, disconnect? Maybe there's In, in the comic book Jean Grey, even before she got like in the spaceship, when she saved her friend, do you remember that? In the car wreck? She saved her friend who got in the car wreck and she brought yeah. her back to life. So at that point she like tapped into the Phoenix force. And I think
0: By I tapped think, in, do you mean that she had it in her the whole time or the Phoenix came in As in
1: her? like she like basically to me, as I thought about it, is like it's not in there, but she's like using such her her power is going to such new levels. You know what I mean? Like it kind of like an antenna to it, do you know? Like she has saying? a like,
2: connection to it. Like that's yeah, how the Phoenix wait. Force found her.
1: Exactly, and that that's why she got pulled down, and it was after her. So in the movie, when she used it in Apocalypse, it the actual Force was coming after her, and that was flying through space to come get her. Because even the uh, Debari alien um, was even telling her, "You brought this here." you brought it do you remember that when she talked about that in the movie like it was coming after you because she's so powerful she can handle it
0: i I, yeah i guess i just like i don't know i feel like that's kind of that's the only thing
1: yeah that's the only thing i thought about was from the comic book like you would have to i guess read the comic to understand that part right where i mean she kind of like tapped into it by like going to bring a friend back to life i would think that would be something you need something strong to do that right and i mean she's she doesn't have the three wishes or the three rules that the genie has in Aladdin, you know, can't bring people back from life. <laughs> can't. Uh...
2: Aladdin must've been good, bro. Cause that's like the second and third week in a Never row. A you're still like hitting that Aladdin reference. <laughs> yeah. dude. It's like still deep engraved.
1: The magic carpet, right? I yeah. love it. Um, but I, I think that, that, that at that point, this is why we're here. We're here to explain these little moments because, right, people are probably thinking the same thing. is She brought the Phoenix Force to her by tapping into something at a level that she had to go to to beat Apocalypse. Like, that's what she did. She basically signaled to the Phoenix Force, hey, I'm here, come get me. And that's exactly what the Phoenix Force goes after. It goes after things that are powerful and things that it wants to inhibit and in it process it destroys, Right because it doesn't understand, so... Yes, yeah.
0: I will sure. say That's this, That's what I though.
2: thought. I, I think that as a, if you're going to watch this movie, you either need to listen to our last podcast, or make sure you, re- you watch all the previous X-Men movies of this generation, or make sure you read the story, because I feel like if you just jump into this movie, this movie does absolutely nothing to catch you up On what's going on oh yeah but like far
1: down the line but
2: but also draws directly off of what has already happened so like i brought alicia with me and she hadn't seen the movies and she did listen to the podcast but she didn't watch any of the movies and the whole time she was like who the fuck is that who the fuck is that what what is going on like what absolutely why is this happening and so much so to the point that she actually ended up falling asleep she was like, all right, well, <laughs> if you're going to stop answering these questions, guess what, bro? It's nap time. And I was like, that's fine. That's totally fine. So, yeah, that's, that's – so I guess just a little kind of caveat to, you know, us. We have this background knowledge. We know that the Phoenix Force had had been already kind of chasing Gene, but we did a ton of research. I mean, did we do this yeah. for all living almost? Yeah, uh, yeah. So – I don't know. Is that a knock on the film overall? Like, do you think they should have tried to like bring people up to speed a little bit better? Or do you feel like it's like justified to just start like from where, wherever they left off and just go forward?
0: Um, that's a good question, man. I think that there's definitely going to be some confusion. Cause like, yeah, you don't really get the whole idea of what the Phoenix is. You just think that she kind of got infected by this like space virus. It almost seems like, and then <laughs> the I keep forgetting is it Dabari? Is that what the race is called? Like Dabari.
1: The, I think it's Dabari because it's D-b-a-r-i. Dabari.
0: So they just kind of come out of nowhere, and first off, I didn't know that they were shapeshifters, and like I thought it was almost like a scroll attack when I first saw them, and then they don't really like explain why they're there until like that chick starts trying to take over. But from my understanding in the comics, Jr. weren't they like guardians of the universe and they wanted to eliminate the Phoenix Force when they realized that Jean had it because she was so dangerous with it. Like, Um, weren't weren't they more, like, neutral than they were, like, attacking in this? So, I mean, we're going
1: back to, like, Avengers, what, number four? Right? 1964. That's a long time when they first appeared. Um, And I mean, I have, I don't remember or if I've ever done any research on what they were meant to do. They were All I remember reading is that they were brought to Earth to help uh, Namar um, fight the Avengers. And um, so they were kind of this bad guy right off the bat. And um, so there was no agenda in the comic book. I mean, they were just they look they actually called them. They were known as the asparagus people because in the comics they look like a a long face, uh, like vegetable with eyes and mouth
2: that (laughs) can chip shave. They definitely made them look um, scarier in the movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: they absolutely they did. did.
1: They yeah. they made them look like I thought they reminded they reminded me of alien zombies just cuz the way they ran and they were just kind of like monotone about things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were yeah. they reminded me of like alien zombies. They kind of reminded me like...
2: of the first uh, aliens that the men in black contacted, like way before Will Smith was uh on the oh. force. Do you remember like that like the first contact and there's like that picture of that super long tall alien with those big yeah. ass black eyes and he's like shaking hands with the men in black and like a field yeah, yeah yeah that one that one yeah he, he runs me of those which which for yeah. some reason i've always been creepy to me like those are called the,
0: the those are called the grays um the aliens are super like thin and like creepy looking there's like three different types of aliens people have claimed they saw and one of them are the grays which are those and there's like the reptilians which look like just like walking reptiles kind of thing so Ugh. just a little alien insight for you thanks man um yeah gotcha so to answer your question yeah i think it uh i don't think it was a it was a it was a tribute to the loyal fans of the movie where you'll be able to actually follow it but i do think that there will be people that are confused but maybe that will encourage them to watch the prequels i don't know yeah
1: that barry race i mean you have to dig deep for that that like that character in the marvels like you got to be like i mean i had to honestly i had to look i mean who's who's a red avengers for like i've I skimmed through Avengers Four. You know what I mean? Like you've gotta be an Avengers fan or to know who those that character is. Um and just kind of like a quick update to who they are. They did they they were in Avengers Four. They were teamed up with Namar, the submariner, and he wanted to take over the earth just like any other Atlantean asshole. Um, because they think they were stuff taken away from them. But Captain America turned them into good guys, right? And convinced them that Namar was an asshole. Um and basically they left So the reason that how they got involved with the Phoenix was the same way as the reason that in the movie is their their home was destroyed. And um, the genocide that basically millions of them died by the Phoenix killing their son, devouring the son. Mm. Um, (laughs) Sick move, bro. Yeah, that's pretty, that's (laughs) pretty awesome. That's pretty like not good. and. So anyways now they were like intrigued by the cosmic power of the dark Phoenix and basically followed it followed it everywhere it goes because they um, thought that
2: they could use it to rebuild their world right yeah
1: they thought exactly in the movie they were just like it was such a thing to like just like man I don't understand what happened here now let's and I try to understand it and then try to bring back what it was taken away basically right so okay uh, so... and that that's all I know right.
0: So like so the, so the Dabari are the race that she destroyed or when she absorbed the star not not the cuz when I when we were reading the Dark Phoenix Saga there was that um Empress Lelandra who like summoned her to the Yeah, court. that's
1: a different race. That's oh, a ship, I thought they the were Shibari. the Dabari
0: So they're No, not that's Dabari. a different race. That's a, the, oh.
1: uh, um that's like with an s, a ship Shiari Shiari
0: or something like that. Oh, okay. That's Empire. okay, that's on me then. I, I got those mixed up. So okay. that's a different race. That's so that's even we're... harder to follow then cuz they're not even in the I mean they're guesser. No, no they're a... not
1: even in it. So, yeah, that's um, tough. they just kind of changed it up. Like that whole in the Dark Phoenix saga from the comic wise, the aliens and everything that that's after Jean Grey and that kind of start triggering this downfall is not that was not in the movie. It was so That's why different.
0: I thought it actually made sense. So that makes even less sense then to throw these Tabari yeah. in there. Okay. They well, threw that to Bart.
1: They are a Marvel character, and they have something to do with the Phoenix Force, just not the way. Um, at least from. I mean, it, let us know. I mean, this is why we put this out there because we want to know. But not from. I mean, you're talking deep.
0: Yeah, the, the, I mean, these deep do, like, knowledge,
2: super deep, deep. Deep knowledge deep I mean you, Marvel character I, I yeah. gotta get
1: the comic book bo- guy hair going you know I gotta get a ponytail from yeah. <laughs> I gotta Always be the that
0: guy, guy. Hair. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see like guy. four samurai swords on your wall behind you yeah. <laughs> no um, uh, maybe
1: I'll call Jim from action City just to get some up but I mean you're talking deep stuff so I mean I can understand what you were saying Zach about this as well is people just maybe didn't get it um and you have to be a comic book character and that's what I think I didn't read any critics but I did people did not understand. And I think everybody who did were comic book fans, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of, yeah. kind of did uh, – that makes more sense now to me, why people just struggled with it. But, I mean, yeah.
0: Well, the, if you look at the people kind that are was... on the movie, I mean, it's it's a pretty hefty uh, – like like Simon Kingberg was the director. Uh, he's a producer on almost like just a ton of movies – um, including like the, you know, Davis of Futures Past, Fantastic Four, um, Logan, uh, Legion, Twilight Zone, Deadpool, Deadpool Two. So he's just f- heavily involved in everything. Marvel. This is his first
1: directorial debut, though, right?
0: Yeah, this is his directorial debut, and that's why I I liked his his background of what he was about. But obviously, you never know what somebody's going to do until until they happen yeah. the mix. But he, he was also a writer on on the. Um, movie with John Byrne and it's uh if you look at John Byrne's history he's all like animated cartoon DC gotcha. and Marvel like superhero to the core so these are looks like two hardcore comic book like intellects. knowledge yeah yeah that are just like you know appreciate appreciated or not and and, and if, if you're going to go one way or the other like appeal to the audience and not have the most in-depth comic knowledge or appear appeal to the hardcore fans and not have that much you know widespread appeal i'd go i'd go through the latter. you know i prefer the the dive as opposed to the surface
1: that's true i mean trying to make it to but, where people have to understand it it does compromise a lot of the story and i'll be honest i did enjoy the story i mean i enjoyed it was visually striking to me but here's well. my thing
2: Here, here's my question why make the the decision to move away from the actual dark phoenix saga with like the her getting tricked and then the phoenix getting dark because of her emotions and then like her her fighting the x-men and her kind of being the villain Why, why move away from that and introduce this other character like what what does that give you i guess like what narrative value did you gain by making that decision
1: i mean for me i think it was uh they needed a villain besides her like i felt like they needed to to turn her into the good guy again at the end
2: but you why know what i mean like I, I i feel like that's not the, mean, the move like you should have just let like, her be evil is, i got a theory she, for that
0: but we'll, okay um, that. but i'll tell you
1: my just kind of my feelings i i think like in the comic book she does come back i mean she's she, she sacrifices herself many times um and there is this it's kind of like we talk about there's this struggle with Jean gene gray you know you they rate they write they wrote her as uh and maybe this is homage maybe like i mean you're talking deep again i mean you're you're writing to to um the original writer of uh claremont chris claremont where he wanted Jean gray to end right mm-hmm. i mean you're talking like he wrote her to die mm-hmm. and then they bring her back mm-hmm. and then they then she dies and then they bring us a, a, a another uh comic book character you know to, to take her place and then they bring her back mm-hmm. and i feel like the book the movie was kind of like that too where they're like man we don't want her to die but she gotta die but so let's you know let's throw some things in there to change people maybe she could come back you know what i mean and i think yeah. like maybe that's something that i would that's how i felt about it now is that right is that i don't know maybe i need to call the director but
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: get him on the no, show and and there's yeah. i mean there is like there's a weird kind of who's the villain premise throughout the entire movie because at certain point you know she, you think Jean's going to be the villain and she is to a certain extent but also they're trying to like the beast is claiming that xavier's the villain for lying to her when he yeah. first brought her on and then and which i just that was annoying um and then magneto who you would assume would be the villain is actually like the good guy and he's changed and he's like trying to help but then he just decided to go the magneto route and, like well if we can't fix it let's just kill it and then tries, tries to go Magneto on it. So. I Honestly, it this movie made ass me ass like
2: up. Magneto a lot. I came away I from the movie being like, he dude,
0: ass. he's so good. I think I like Magneto. This is crazy. <laughs> this is yeah. weird. Sammy was trying to like, like Sammy was getting upset. Like, why is he, she likes Cyclops. She needs to hop on Magneto. Magneto's the fucking real, <laughs> the real deal. I was like, well, there's a little age gap there, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, but Magneto cause, went cause, hard because
2: Cyclops got the drip.
0: Tell Sammy Cyclops got the drip. <laughs> no he does not um <laughs> so so going into the next uh so going back to the storyline the next part is when you know Jean has the force and she's re- realizing like she's like when xavier taps into where he's like she's all desire all anger all mm-hmm. um like not evil but just like extremities of her emotions are being like brought to the the surface
1: super powerful because he couldn't normally tap into her he had to get into the uh um, cerebro yeah cerebro to even get into her brain like he's like i gotta amplify my power to talk to her now
0: yeah and one thing that's kind of funny is like the technology they have like for cerebro and like the building itself and all these automatic doors and that eye scan but like they can't find technology to help Xavier walk he just gets like a nicer wheelchair (laughs) but everything else they have like from a technological standpoint is like crazy yeah just give Professor
2: X robot legs at this point seriously Tony Stark is a thing I know (laughs) like Like, how there's Iron Man just put him in some freaking bottom half Iron
0: Man legs yeah that was funny it's like he's just always scooting around like oh no stairs guess I'll have to let the X-Men handle this one without me can't go up the stairs (laughs) just at a certain point you'd think you'd be able to find a way. Nightcrawler. To walk.
1: Nightcrawler seven eleven, right now. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll image it. <laughs>
0: I'll image i feel like it. he
2: did that most of the movie. He's like, Nightcrawler, I need to go over here. Nightcrawler, take me this way. Nightcrawler <laughs> like
0: he, this room over here. Like when they when they roll up in the town of like Gene's old house, uh and like they're like having that standoff in the street and he's like, Gene, I didn't I didn't lie to hurt you, or lie to protect you, or whatever and then she's like, Fuck off He's like all right, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott like, walks up. He's like get, get Scott, her. Get
2: her. Okay, like, that didn't work. Scott gone. on. If anybody turned out to be the world's biggest bitch in this movie, it was not Cyclops. I think it was Nightcrawler.
0: Oh, Uh-oh. I have argument.
1: Oh, argument. I have an argument there. I actually, oh. ooh, ooh, yeah.
2: Why was not what did he do that was cool besides right.
0: literally transport Professor X? Uh, the train part was pretty dope. Yeah, we he had he went, one a cool. That was the, the one
2: cool scene With when rage. he got mad. That was that yeah. was it. But other than that, he was just a human transporter.
1: I, I feel if the weakest one, at his all his tail them, went it fucking. Was, it was uh, kind of Storm. She kind of reminded me of Raiden a lot. Like, Storm? Storm was pretty. I'm
2: gonna... Storm was pretty whack too. I'm not gonna lie. I like. I Lightning. like the train battle.
0: Like everybody, kind of just—they did a good job of displaying everybody's abilities in the train battle. I think everybody kind of had their little moment, and for the most part,
1: they had their full power bar up on like on the video. Yeah, game. everybody's
0: they like power their special. Up. Yeah. yeah,
2: Magneto though, his part, dude. Oh my! When he okay. like w- tried to stab that dude and missed, and then like continued on anyway, and the like bar just like like. Oh, my God. Magneto's. Oh, I thought you were talking
0: about when he got him all on the train then he just collapsed it on them. Oh, yeah. Just, just like, like a tin can. <laughs> and, the wind, and then the train just flies. off. Like,
2: oh, man. Yeah, Magneto's yeah. something else, bro.
0: That's Magneto's crazy. Magneto's a fucking beast. Um, so, we kind of skipped over a major part in the movie that we haven't talked about yet, which was my favorite part. Um, when they are in the neighborhood. So, 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 Jean goes to see her dad that she thought was dead, who... Is what Xavier told her because in the beginning of the movie, she kills her mom by having powers and putting her mom to sleep, and then they crash, yada, yada. And and you find out in flashbacks the dad wanted to give her up because he couldn't contain her, and Charles was like, okay, I'll right. take her on. And so instead of telling her the truth, he, she was eight. He right. told her that they both perished, and he took her on right which um, is an
1: important part right cuz it's part of something towards the end of the movie about this whole scenario with her with Perfector Xavier and her dad like it's 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 not just this it's a really important part of the movie actually
0: yeah it's like he's like like beast is freaking out and the reason beast is freaking out is cuz when they they have this standoff in the neighborhood and phoenix wrecks quicksilver and she's like destroying everything mystique walks up and tries to connect with her and she throws a little hissy fit and throws everything back and throws mystique onto some spikes and and kills jennifer lawrence which i mystique is probably my least favorite part of these of this series this new series i think her character is just not done well didn't look what well, didn't look good. It was like like gelled back red hair. Like it just
1: <laughs> Nightclub wasn't hair. good. Yeah,
0: and, and Jennifer Lawrence, all, all she did was just pout like for three movies. You know, she like she had some cool like fight scenes, but she just pouted and like didn't know what side she wanted to be on. Didn't know she was good or That's bad. That's
1: true. I did like the Rebecca Remain, uh, Mystique better than than Jennifer Lawrence Mystique. Absolutely. For some reason.
0: Well, yeah. she just doesn't look like Mystique. I, I don't get yeah. that cast at all, but. You can tell Jennifer Lawrence has fallen off because they murked her in like the first 20 minutes. Like, she got killed. And then she just she's sad. like, I gotta go make another movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gone. And then, like, apparently Beast is like super connected with her, which is that true? Did they have anything, or is that just because they're both blue?
1: I don't know. I don't know. if I, I mean, I don't remember anything, but I am not. I didn't read a lot of X Men. Um, And the ones that I did, Beast was already gone. So, um,
2: I've never I, heard I of Beast be. and Mystique having a thing. Me either. I mean, I just think they uh, – I, I mean, I we, I could be wrong. If I am, please let me know. But I just think they did that because they were both casted. They were both – they are both blue. They are both from <laughs> the first class.
1: They're going to create a, a, a Las Vegas show with the blue people, and they're going to have – that's going to be their the, family. The blue man group. The blue yeah. man group. Yeah. Yeah. Nightcrawler
0: <laughs> – now, Nightcrawler is Mystique's son, right? In, I think – yes. In the comics. Like, there's – yep. But that's not – in this storyline, because I feel like they're almost the same age.
1: No, and isn't there, like, there's, like, another, isn't Mystique someone else's parent, too? I forget who, I mean, Mystique yeah, is kind of... The, yeah,
0: the red dude that um, was with Sebastian Shaw in first class. The oh, one that was yeah, there's, like,
1: some weird shit with her in the comics, so Like, I mean... She's...
0: She had a kid with, like the, like, like, the devil, or somebody that lived in hell, right? Yeah, she's had some weird babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's where Nightcrawler came from, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so Mystique dies and then that's like – that causes a whole thing. Like that's why Magnino's like trying to get involved now because he finds out he, that Raven got killed. And Yeah, he's fucking because uh, Beast went and told like a little baby. Beast pissed me off this entire movie. He's just crying. And you're the villain, Xavier. Admit it. If you can't admit <laughs> it, then what are we even doing here? And then at the end, yeah. he's finally like, I am the villain. I admit it. And I just – I fucking disagree with that. Like I think Xavier did the right thing at that point. Like eventually tell her, sure. But, like, do you think he should have told her at the when she was eight years old what, what, what was happening? It's I mean... Always, it's
1: always a... Go ahead. Uh, uh, okay, I'll go for it. It's always a hard thing to... In these, like, in these like scenarios where the leader is the bad guy, it's almost like that scenario where, um, in the, the Dark Knight, where Harvey had to be Batman for a moment because, you know, it's like a... a, a there's, like, an image thing, and it's like professor xavier had to do the things that he had to do regardless of what people thought and there's always that moment where everybody's like you're wrong for then, and then at the end he's like okay you're right and i felt like professor xavier just got tired of people like calling him an asshole and like yeah okay you're right i'm sorry and then let's move on you know i felt like that was kind of what (laughs) they were trying to do um but yeah, I mean, I, it's always hard when they do these leadership roles and they got to make those tough decisions. And then there's always that moral of of like, hey, you think outside yourself kind of thing. You know what I mean? And think about others. And then ultimately he did do the right thing. But, you know, you know, people want to learn that lesson.
2: I just don't understand why he didn't like tell her early and then let the dad like come and visit and shit. Like, why did, why did they have to, like, completely cut them off and say, oh, yeah, he's dead? Like, I feel like that's a pretty understandable story. Hey, uh, you have crazy ass powers, so you need to, like, come here and I want to help you learn these powers, but your dad, he lives in Pittsburgh. He's three hours away. He can visit on Father's <laughs> Day and weekends and shit. That's how we can do this. Like, why does he have to, like, a total cut off? Like, nah, fam. I he's, think that's he's gone.
0: The, isn't that kind of the mutant way? Don't they kind of cut him off from their families? When they come um, to that school,
1: didn't he? Didn't he also say too that he didn't want her? I mean, that's kind of where the the flashbacks at the end. I mean, we're he blamed to her
0: for the death of his wife. Death. Yeah, he's like, and I he lost my world her. that day. And All right, well, it
2: kind of was her fault.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. but he didn't lose his <laughs> world if his daughter's still alive. Like, come on, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, but I mean, it was at her end, fault. Explain that. Yeah. <laughs> So you're it siding with the dad on this No,
2: one? I'm not saying you should have abandoned <laughs> your daughter, but I'm saying the fault is accurately placed, in my opinion, because who else, whose fault was that?
0: It was an accident, though. It wasn't like she did it intentionally, like, fuck. I feel, okay, okay alright, alright,
2: so wait, so time out. So you're telling me, put yourself in this guy's shoes. You're driving with your family, and all of a sudden your daughter, like, blows the car up, kills your wife, and you're just gonna be like, I'm gonna pretend like that didn't happen? Like, no, we've got some serious, serious decisions to make at this point because I don't know what you can do. I don't know what else. Like, I don't know how to deal with that. No, I feel like yeah. that's a pretty – I feel like the responsible thing is to find somebody that knows how to deal with that because clearly I have no idea. I don't, Absolutely. But here's my thing. I don't think you should have just been like, P- deuces, I'm never going to see you again. I think you should have right. been like, I did this and Charles did this. Because it was the best thing for you, because I couldn't handle it on my own. But I'll see you every other weekend and on Father's Day. Like why? Like I just don't know. <laughs> and on
0: Father's Day. I don't
2: know why it had to be like so dramatic. Like cut it all the all the way off.
1: I think, as uh. From, like a, a writer standpoint, or as like a character, like that—that's no. like, the way they wrote it.
2: No, no, I know exactly why they wrote it because it's because it's it, it, it it's, it's dramatic. But in reality, yeah. from like a real standpoint, like, I don't know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming, I'm kind of coming from a put yourself in his shoes okay. direction.
0: So yes, you don't sweep it under the rug, pretend like it didn't happen. Cause obviously it's a huge event and you got to find help. But at the same time, you have to still love your daughter. You know, it was a mistake. You right. Don't, you don't just blame her and hate her and Yeah. Her get off. some
1: counseling. Don't just like say, bye bitch. I'm going to like live it by myself and you can and not support her. Like that's the rudest thing to do to anybody on the planet he was like the, the worst dad he gets the worst dad award i was just and, gonna say
2: that bad dad award uh, goes to <laughs> mr gray whoever yep. whatever his first name I'm bl- is i'm
1: blaming him for this whole dark phoenix saga it really I
2: mean, is it really ball- is the ball- whole thing <laughs> is like this whole movie should should have been called daddy issues <laughs> x-men presents daddy <laughs> issues it's about to get real
0: coming this father's day uh, <laughs> So on Mystique, real quick after because she just died, I forgot. So I had a question, Jr. And I don't know if you have the answer, but when she imitates somebody or shapeshifts, she she does it like to a T, like where their thumbprints are the exact same.
1: Yep. My I, I retina right and everything.
0: I don't really understand how that's possible unless she knows exactly in her mind what his thumbprints look like. Like, how does she get a replica of a dude's dick that's wearing pants? Like, how does she know? what that dude's dick looks like when she turns into him.
1: Maybe maybe she wings that part.
0: I don't know. I mean, the thumbprint, (laughs) I could probably say
1: that, uh, you you know, I don't know, maybe she's got like this. Obviously, she's a mutant, so she's got superpowers. So maybe she's got this sense of every molecule in their body, um, kind of like, um, you know, like when a chameleon or something touches like a branch, you know what I mean? Like you get this sense of what colors should be. And I think maybe she's got that power. You know, maybe it's not just that she can look at you and then turn into you. Maybe there's a feeling or a pheromone or a um, uh, some kind of scent that you put off and that triggers in her mind to like mutate exactly who you are. Um, and I think sometimes when you look at, there's probably theories on this too, right? There's probably something to read about what exactly her powers are and what it's not just that she could shape shift. Is maybe she can like sense you in a, a certain way? You know what I mean? Like, um. <clears throat> You know, maybe she can, like, okay, get who you are as a person just by being near you. um Or maybe, uh you know, maybe she can, like, maybe she does have some, like, telepathic ability, but it may be a different version
0: of it. You know what I mean? and Just, like, physical or something. No mind. Yeah. Something.
1: So that's kind of how I see comics. <laughs> maybe other people see it differently. Maybe they need that. But that's, to me, how I see Mystique is she just, she's got this thing about her that, it's not just that she could copy you as a person. She can actually copy you physically. She can copy you as uh, into, like yourself and who you are. And that comes with fingerprints and dick size. And um, <laughs> if you're like, uh, you know, if you've got the, you know, you got the hood or not on your penis, you know.
2: Um... Oh, yeah, okay. we're getting, in. that's we're, enough, we're that's really getting into it here. I have something yeah. I have something here about her shape shifting powers. Uh, this article about Mystique uh, that I'm going to read. When Mystique was first introduced, her powers had very specific limits. She couldn't change her own mass. In other words, the form she took had to be roughly equivalent in mass to her own. That changed as a result of the X-Men Forever miniseries. Exposed to dangerous levels of radiation, Mystique's powers were amplified, and she became even more formidable. Nowadays, Mystique can grow wings and fly, or can simply morph into the form of a bird. She can compress herself down to a two-dimensional sheet of paper and glide on air currents, or move her vital organs in order to survive what would otherwise be fatal gunshot wounds. As you can see above in the... Oh, this is a picture. When Wolverine finally kills her, Mystique, the hand resurrects her, and in doing so, further enhance her powers. Now she can even change her scent, literally making her impossible to trace. So maybe it's just, like, a power level thing. Like, at first, she started being able to, like, kind of morph, but then she got Super Saiyan 1, and then she was, now she's (laughs) able to turn into animals, and then she got Super Saiyan 2, and now she's, like, copying scents and fingerprints and shit. Like, it's, like, her power level has risen at various times of her career. She's,
0: like, more OP, like, that's, like... One of her aspects of her powers is Ant Man. Then, because she can turn into a fucking minute a, a sheet of paper, like she can turn into an ant. Yep, she can be fly. She can. She can be animals. Yeah. So, so she can literally. She's way like she's like Ant Man times a million. Stronger,
1: stronger than we realize.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. okay, got some respect. Respect for Mystique. Yeah. All right, so homegirl's freaking out. She goes to find Solace or Solstice and uh, Solace, Solstice or Solace, Solace, Solace. Saw Solace in, uh, in Magneto, because he's kind of the guy that, you know, she feels like can help. Because um, why? Because he has so much hate and has killed so many, and she just killed one of her best friends, and she wants to know, like, how do you stop? Because I can't stop right now, is kind of what yeah. she's feeling.
1: I kind of have a problem with this part. Like, how does she get there so fast? That's not, That's a lot of self-realization in such a fast time. Like, that took me, like... Yeah. 35 years to get to that meant, point
0: I thought you meant physically how did she get to his hideout I was like well she can fly but no, you're I talking meant, emotionally like, as a
1: person like I mean she got she totally self-realized immediately that she needed to go find and talk to someone and it's like Man, that girl's grown up for how how old she is. shorty grown up. She can't control her her anger.
2: <laughs> like she had she had an angry outburst, killed somebody, and she's immediately like, "All right, I need to change my ways." I'm a serial killer. I can't. It's stop. like she
1: talked to Tony Robbins and like she had him on like a, a cell phone, like direct, like, "Hey, I." I did this. What do you think I should do? And he's like, "Oh, you gotta go talk to Magneto. Find someone who's been in the same spot you've been in." <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: She's like, "Okay, I know where he's at." And I felt like that—that's—I—I I, I did have a part with that. I did have a problem with that part. Like, so it felt like a, a rush movie moment, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah. a good point. Maybe she uh, is emotionally uh, faster because of her Phoenix power too. Power. Like, she gets to— she oh gets my the god! Thoughts, bro. Just the excuses. I, I feel
2: like every we, every we keep picking at it, and then we keep being like, well, maybe, da, 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 but it's like, <laughs> the life oh. of a comic book
0: fan, man. Absolutely.
1: Was... <laughs> Captain America never dies. Iron Man never dies. They always come back. I'm waiting well, for the new Iron Man
0: movie. Easy. Easy. <laughs> that wound's not fully healed yet. Let's not reopen it. <laughs> um, okay, so she goes with Magneto. Magneto's like, nah, I'm done with that life. I'm living in peace, and I've gone soft, basically and because he's like i killed and killed in the the vengeance the hatred never went away so i stopped killing basically um and so then he finds out beast comes to talk to him finds out that it was raven that she killed and so then he's after her and xavier's trying to get Jean back and fight this phoenix force that's inside of her meanwhile this dabari chick is trying to get the power from her by manipulating her and showing her how powerful she is and then admitting to her that she's unable to control it so just pass it off to me and that's when Cyclops walks in and is like boom wrecked <laughs> optic blasted through the roof yep and so in that in that transition when she transitions the power she doesn't lose all of it right she just gives her like a portion of it she gives her like a piece like yeah little bit
2: little little tiny piece taste. yeah a that, bit. that that Debar couldn't even take the phoenix force at all anyway no. Like, as soon as that happened, when she when the, when the transfer started, I was like, "You're tripping! Like you you cannot, <laughs> you cannot take this." Part. like only Jean Grey can have this. Like you can't help her here. And then Cyclops like blasted her out of the out of the way or whatever. But I mean, and that thought like was later realized in the final fight. But um, I just felt like that was strange. Like how can wouldn't you know? like that you couldn't if you had been studying the Phoenix Force all those, all those years, I don't know.
1: Sometimes yeah. ego gets in the way. I felt like ego, which is in um yeah, I, I felt like I don't know, she was kind of conceited in this, She was. You know, like that race was like super conceited, you know, it's like oh, yeah. man, get get a little humble in your life, you know, maybe you'll do better and <laughs> I think
2: I th- I think Jean Grey humbled them all. Oh yeah.
0: Just a little bit, just turning them to ash like <laughs> with like a
2: freaking just showing her – showing them her palms and then all of a sudden just Ash. Just you're, an, you're Ash now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess we're there. You know, the final fight, they're trying to destroy this this Phoenix, Dabari, and then Jean's like, you want a taste of the power, I'll give you a t- I'll give you a taste or whatever. And, like, fucking this, – this part pissed me off because she's, like – this bubble is creating around her and she's, like, deteriorating everything around her. And then Cyclops, like, runs up to it and his hand starts deteriorating. And he's like, oh, Jean <laughs> – what are you doing? He's like, get the fuck away from her and let her do a uh, goddamn business. Bro. Right.
2: No, you can't do that. He needs to be, be there for her in, in this moment of need, bro.
0: And then complain and pout until she heals his hand for him while well, she's. Well, it killing. hurt really
2: bad. His hand was turning into ash. Maybe your hand should turn into ash and let me know how you feel about it.
0: Get some Neosporin and get the fuck away from. <laughs> Neosporin.
2: I think, I think bitch. he wasn't talking so much about his hand as much as he was saying, you're about to destroy this city. Like. You're fucking shit up really bad. I feel like the Cyclops being hurt was like her realization of the collateral damage that was starting to happen around her, and what led to her decision to like just shoot out up into the sky, and not destroy the city. Like I feel like it was less about the hand and more about like the destruction overall. And Cyclops just knew that that was how it was going to be best communicated to her. And so he used his hand in a matter of quick thinking like a leader should (laughs) to show her that, hey, you're about to blow up this city, girl. Maybe you should go up in that sky, do your thing. And she was like, got you, baby, got you. And then she did.
0: Cyclops tripped and fell and re- stumbled upon a good idea. He did not coherently approach that with that no, mindset. Bro. That was that was
2: full that was Cyclops full leadership 101 right there. Oh
0: my god. Now we're talking about fucking creating narratives where they are not and getting into these, <laughs> making excuses for our people. Like good lord. Hey, we're, we're all creators here. We're we're going to a TV show so we can do whatever we want. Oh my god. Uh so, yeah, so she shoots up into the sky in the space with this chick and then just basically explodes her, and then we all think Jean's gone, which of course we all know. nobody's ever really gone, especially Jean. Mm-hmm. God. There's so a happy uh, ending. Yeah, so um, this is a part that I thought was really cool because um, I think, yeah, Zach, you asked why why put this villain in there? Um, and it, I think it was right. I think we had to make Gene uh, become a end on a good note and not be a, an evil um, villain at the end. And you said why? And I think that it's something that's so much more evolved and so much. Uh, it's a message that's kind of in the current. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step on your toes a little bit here, Zach. As the heart, I, I this is something that I feel like might be in the in the in the message. And I think that a lot of the downfalls of female characters from the 50s, 60s, 70s, is always they're emotionally charged and the emotions get them into trouble and the emotions is their weakness and, like, it always makes it, like, that's, like, their Achilles heel, um, which was Dark Phoenix. I mean, she got emotionally charged and she would destroy and then she had to calm herself or whatever. And in this one, she got in control to a certain point and, like, the 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 Dabari the, the chick was like, your emotions make you weak. And then she, like, went into Sky and, and like, it's like, no, my emotions make me strong and fucking just murked her. And I feel like that is like evolution in, into female characters and, and almost like a female empowerment kind of message. Like emotions don't make women weak. It's, it's what makes them love so much harder than men or makes them willingly go into childbirth because of their love for their spouse or the child that they're giving. It's like this, these powerful emotions that they have is it, it's a strength when they can wield it. So I, I thought that was kind of the message on that. And that's why they wanted to on a good note. And I just think it's cool to see because uh, you don't really see that with female characters. It's always their weakness and not ever utilized as their strength.
2: But here's what I, I – I hear you, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just want to, like, throw out another point. Bring I it. I would have rather seen, instead of even talking about emotions at all, like, let's just not – because I feel like that trope from, from left to right is done. If there's a female character, then we're going to talk about emotion show her become super villainous and super evil because I feel like that would give her the depth that I think the three of us agreed on the last episode, Jean Grey lacks because here's a realization I had when I was watching the movie. What like when we're talking about these characters, we're talking about things that have been written like in the past. Right. And now, now it's essentially the meta. Right. And so these guys have like written a bunch for Wolverine, a bunch for Cyclops a bunch for Colossus, so on and so forth. Not so much for Jean Grey, and now we think Jean Grey is more of a shallow character. But the meta is happening right now. Like, as we speak, it is still going on. And what happens in this movie is the meta now. like that. It's adding to Jean Grey as a character. I mean, you, there's no reason why somebody like us couldn't draw from the movie and make an argument just as much as somebody could draw from the comic. I mean, we're all creators, it's just creating it. So, I feel like Yeah, like, her emotions made her stronger was cool, but giving somebody, like, this, like, dark, kind of villainous, um, just, like, I mean, and then mopping up everybody, and then, like, having, like, a full arc where maybe she even came back from that in a different movie, something like that, I mean, that's, like, an investment, but it gives her the depth that I wish she had, and so... I just, and then and then also to circle back to my original point, I'm kind of like, if there's a female character in power, I don't really need to hear about her emotions all the time. I don't hear about the guy's emotions all the time. So why do I have to like, always be faced with like, your emotions make you weak, your emotions make you strong, your emotions make you weak. Like, why don't we just like, look at you as a person instead of through well, that lens of like, what your emotions like, to make you.
0: Because I feel like that is who the character was. Like, obviously, the character is outdated, and we agreed on that, but that still was who the character was, and that's what we know of Phoenix and Jean Grey, is that they have emotions and and that she is uberly powerful but has trouble controlling her her urges and her desires. And so I feel like if you completely threw it out the window, it wouldn't even be Phoenix. It'd be a whole new... I mean, if you wanted to rewrite the the story, and I think that's where you're going, is, like, make her a villain or an antihero. I mean, she is a villain. Dark Phoenix is a villain. I'm not really rewriting that. But she's always come down to being, like... Doing, doing, making the right decision, and doing for the the better of Metamon of the X Men in the world. So she always ends ends it on a positive. And I think that addressing it and then shutting it down is kind of relating to the character that we know, but also changing it to it for the better, as opposed to completely just revamping the character. But I mean, I'm, yeah,
2: I guess if you like, I, I I hear that point. I hear that point. I just feel like I'm over talking about like these female characters' emotions. Like let's talk
0: about something else. Let's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. talk about something well, else one way I, or the I other. don't disagree though. I would love to see her as a fucking dark villain. That'd be sick. Yeah.
1: Um there's you know these days which I'm very I'm very happy to be around. I'm very glad that we're seeing like a lot of movies like at least participating in the culture that's happening around us you know what i mean black panther was a big deal you know i mean captain marvel sucked but i, I am happy that <laughs> they um that they are participating right in real life as these yeah. super characters I'm, I'm happy to see that i mean they even made that i mean they made a comment in the x-men movie instead it's always the girl saving the 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 guy's butt so why are they calling it x-men you know i mean that was in the movie
2: yeah um, right
1: <laughs> so you're you're seeing a lot of these things where it, it's they're participating which is great i think that's awesome um, my thing about the whole, uh, Dark Phoenix and the story, I love what, what Jordan was saying. I think that was a great ending. Um, I think, but I think what we have to realize is it's an ending, like Disney bought it out. Like they're ain't going to make any more X-Men and, mm. um, they're not going to continue the story. So, uh, I do think they did leave it open to continue a storyline. Obviously, you know, we saw some great little, uh, things about the, in the movie that we like, Oh, there might be a continue, but. For what we understand right now, what we're reading, Disney has just put a halt to all that stuff. Um, and I felt like they just wanted to have it lift on a good note, which is the, the struggle with Jean Grey, right? I mean, it's such a, str- like, I go back to this whole struggle with writers and Marvel and what they wanted to do with Jean Grey and, you know, you they, Marvel and that whole code about no superhero is ever gonna die as a villain, right? They might be an anti-villain, they might go to villain, be a villain, but they're always going to come back to be the hero. And, um, I kind of felt like that code was applied to this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I felt that since they were, they were going to kind of end these X-Men movies, which is not the, been the best movies we've ever seen, but it's still been part of a culture. You know what I mean? The first X-Men movie came out when I was like 13 or 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember watching that in the movie theater and they changed, they did change some stuff, you know? And, um, um, but yeah, I did fall in love with some of the character. I mean, the characters and the actors in these this last set have been amazing. So it's you no, know, it's kind of an homage to. Hey, we'll see you later. Thank you. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of a, it's an ending. And why not have it end on a good note instead of like. I'm gonna instead of ending it like on a Friday the thirteenth note
2: where are I'm know. I'm here for the Friday the thirteenth note, man. <laughs> I, like, I,
1: don't I don't know, I don't it. know
2: why. I feel like I maybe I'm like just dark and twisted, but I feel like <laughs> I just feel like like how many like serious female actually like dark and gnarly ass villains do we ever get to see? Like I, I would like I'll say this. I wasn't surprised by how it ended. But if they would have made her like super gnarly and like actually really scary that would have been like oh i don't i don't know if i've seen this this character before and that they had a chance to do it and i wish they would have because that's what i think is like breaking the mold like i think that giving a female character like these new roles of like because of, being a villain is in itself kind of this like powerful position right like it's not a position of like you're your main character and you have power and so on and so forth And i don't know i just feel like with dark phoenix it could have been I don't know, I just I guess I maybe I just made this direction up, but I wish they would have went in it. But that's just no,
0: me. I think I think you did make it up, but I, I like it. Let's write it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> you can play Cyclops. Uh <laughs> no it's, it's about Cyclops now. <laughs> just, just stop killing everyone, please. I love you. Um My hand. Uh so at the end of the movie, Xavier like they changed the school to the Jean Gray school for gifted youngsters or whatever the hell and uh so they just basically just barred Xavier and he's out <laughs> he's just out of the school he's in Paris yeah with with uh Magneto. he gave up
2: basically he gave up he's like yeah i'm out of so here so who F- the hell is running I'm the out.
0: school then beast,
1: beast? yeah he was, uh, did you see him walk up to he took professor xavier's desk
0: yeah oh uh, yeah that's right yeah just good luck at that school man beast the pussy um all right so that's pretty much the movie at the very end you see uh, the phoenix flying in the sky, the fire, so she's not yeah. dead, obviously. Um, and so Scott's, even though she's not dead, Scott's still gonna go find some other tale and cheat on her. That's and what start he her does, and then oh, dude. Leave her the movie ended. When, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah, that's the narrative I want to see. She comes back as a villain because Scott's hitting some fucking <laughs> Marilyn, whatever her name is, and fucking Emma Emma Frost and
1: uh you mean Madeline the Madeline Pryor the yeah. Clone, yeah yeah
0: he thought it was
2: Jean she he thought Jean just changed her name, her was name.
0: People get named Jean all the time She went up in space bro Oh man so um you guys remember what you eventually uh ranked it what you thought it was going to be from a Ooh I don't
2: at all I don't no uh,
0: So our overall score was a fi- 55 um all combined I think I was in the 60s I think I was like 65 Zach, I don't think you were very stoked about it, and Jr. I don't think you were either. I don't think we, nobody was stoked about it, but we we didn't think it was gonna be great. But fifty five we based we it off
1: uh, what we read at the comic book, right? So we're like, hey, this is what we're gonna think the movie is because we read the yeah. original story. Okay,
0: and it was the same saga again. In Seller, yeah, yeah. Same- so, did you find any Easter eggs in the movie while you were watching Jr? Anything? I notice? did not
1: find any Easter eggs. Other, I mean, other than um, the Dabari and where they came from, and um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see anything. Like, I didn't see anything online about Easter eggs. I mean, I may have missed something, but people were just. I didn't. I, I kept running into like people criticizing the movie, so I I kind of tried to stay away because it was not.
0: Um, not it was a not positive fun. space. Not at all,
1: and I didn't want to read anything or like bump into something, so I didn't catch any Easter eggs. I I didn't all I th- all I saw was the Dabari stuff on there and what, where they came from, and um, no Easter eggs
0: here or there. Okay, well now that we've seen it, you know, what do you guys think, better or worse than our prediction?
1: Um, I'll go first. Uh, I'm gonna say better. I am gonna give it a seven, actually. Um. Wow. Okay. And the reason I'm going to give it a seven, it has nothing to do with the storyline. Uh, we already know what the storyline is, but I'm going to give it a seven because I I felt the actors killed it. I felt like um, uh, Sophie Turner killed it as Jean Grey. I, I kind of felt with her throughout the whole movie. Um, I love the fight scenes in there. I love. I mean, even Professor Xavier got in there, right? I mean, he can only roll back in his chair, and he's like, <laughs> "Nah, don't do that. Roll forward. Nah, don't do that." You know. Um,
0: he could <laughs> freeze. freeze everybody if you want. yeah, he wanted to. Yeah, he's just like, nah, Magneto. I'm gonna stop
1: that. But I love how he had to like roll back and he's like, I know. just <laughs> <And laughs> feel like he's so in the battle. I felt like everybody got into fighting. I felt like um, there's something that you, you didn't really see in the movies before. Um, <clears throat> I felt everybody got into their like, uh, their full power bar mode. You know what I mean? They're like, and now, I don't mean by food, I mean video game where they like, yeah. you know,
0: like, they're special with, like, meter.
1: And, um, did their special powers. So I, I loved it. I just, I felt every, every one of those actors did a really good job. We all, we all love, um, uh, Professor Xavier and, uh, what's his James name? McAvoy. A, James McAvoy. And, um, he's such a good actor. It's really hard to hate his stuff, but, um, and I just felt like visually and I, I, I mean, the story was a little better than I thought, honestly, but it's not the reason why I'm bumping it. So but I, I did want I was kind of sad at the end cuz you knew that that was going to be the end. So I knew that, that we're not going to see Sophie Turner be Jean Grey again or we're not going to see uh Ty uh Sheridan be Cyclops again and that's probably the end for um James McAvoy. And uh, I mean, come on, we all love Magneto. That's the last time we're going to see Michael Fassbender as Magneto. I mean, unless they do something specific yeah, I don't for know
0: cuz when they when you do the uh like Days of Futures Past it had both actors that played Xavier in there it had both I know but and that was kind of of one of the only
1: things that I I wouldn't give it a better is because they did mix like Amber was like wait a minute is this like a new storyline or is this the old storyline from like the early movies you know what I mean because they did change some things uh, because obviously Jean Grey comes back to life right so did they try to homage the you know what I mean like how many times is she going to be attacked by the Phoenix kind of what we're saying there was some confusion with that you know
0: um but timelines confuse everything time travel ruined it just ruins yeah and that's a
1: great movie too that movie feature fast but yeah so that's why i gave it a seven and fight scenes were great and the actors i felt like they did draw you into the movie so
0: okay z um
2: i am quite a bit on the other i'm not i'm not optim i'm not as happy as (laughs) jr uh oh wow i gave it a three um I didn't like this movie. I thought the actors do, did well. Actually, I agree with JR. I think that was the best part was the acting. Um I thought the writing was pretty terrible. I thought there was a lot of one-liners that were super cheesy and like really moments that were like should have been more impactful. When Mystique died, I felt like I I wasn't attached to the character. Like I didn't really care. Um and I was
0: rooting for that to happen. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And um yeah i mean i thought the fight scenes were cool but overall i don't know i just i'm I, I i was kind of a you know it would have been tough to pull to win me over no matter what i think in the beginning just because i was like why are we even, why is the story even happening again so i don't know i i um yeah i just wasn't my favorite so i gave it a three
0: okay i uh i i think i'm somewhere in the middle i think it's it was a little bit better than i expected um i'm not i didn't love it i do agree i think there was some cheesy one-liners that really whenever there's a cheesy one-liner like it just really runs me the wrong way because it's just so for like for raven like when beast was like yeah blue and it's like yeah (laughs) and it
2: sucks when it's supposed to be in a really dramatic moment for the character yeah
0: it ruins like it ruins
2: the setting it really does it's just like oh god that was a terrible line you know
0: yeah and then there's like like when nightcrawler was like watching that alien fight the dude that said hey my son's a fan you know He's, like, watching it happen. He waits till he gets stabbed and then teleports to him. He's like, oh, no, don't die. It's like, fucking teleport and kill the g-. I don't know. Nightcrawler pissed me off a couple times, too. So, And, and he's usually my boy. Um, so, yeah, there was some gaps, some weird things. I thought the whole fucking father and Xavier being the bad guy, that kind of annoyed me. But o- overall, I think that Sophie Turner did a great job. All the actors really did a good job. And I liked how it ended. And I think that the story was... Not the exact same as what I was expecting, so that it was a little bit different. I mean, the ending was quite pretty expected, but the whole plot line and how they got everybody involved was, was pretty good. So I, I'm going to stay at a 65. So that brings our total. So you said a 3, and then you said a 7, JR? Yeah. That 3 is going to tip the old bell curve a little bit. 5.5. <laughs> 5. Exactly what we were before we started. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, at least we're consistent. Yeah. All right. Uh, does anybody have the Rotten Tomatoes pulled up?
2: I have it up. Um. So the audience score is sixty-five percent. The critic score is twenty-two. Oh, big shit. stinker! Big they got fucking There's some
1: haters, some haters online, like for sure. Uh, Everywhere I went looking for things about the movie or things that were not spoiler alerts were the worst X-Men movie ever out of box office. You know, it's like the critics did not not enjoy... did Dude, not enjoy it at should,
2: all. Do you, should we like go on like a just a Drakkar's Flame session and let me read some of these like <laughs> yeah. critic yeah. reviews real quick? They're all like just it's a like, couple sentences. It's like
1: celebrity mean tweets all of a sudden. Yeah, all
2: right. So these, <laughs> yeah. these are all the professional reviewers, and, and so I'll just read a couple. This is by Matthew Lacona from the San Diego Reader. It didn't have to end this way. It didn't have to end with so little emotion, so little meaning, with a sad little speech about evolving for Phoenix's sake. Um, another one is, their performance are so cornball and their line reading so hacky that one might be forgiven for confusing Dark Phoenix with some low-rent porno parody of itself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> John Semley from the Globe and Mail. Yeah. Uh, Brian God. Calarico from right. robertebert.com. It is a joyless, lifeless, boring affair that repeats ideas from better experts x films and feels more like an obligatory reunion cash grab than a deeply considered goodbye to iconic characters
0: he's saying that the final stand or last stand was better
2: uh yeah i think he's saying that Good One Leonard. more one more this is uh, david sims I from hate the atlantic for saying that. um the momentum drained out of these x-men movies long ago dark phoenix should serve as a fittingly perfunctory
0: farewell god damn yeah well once again we're right there with the audience score we always are we speak for a, the people
1: i think a lot of times the critics are definitely like i need to make a like a, a statement you know <laughs> and um i think us as audience we're like man that was awesome looking like we're, we're like we're lesser beings compared to critics out they we're like I don't like the
0: way that we're rock... lesser beings. No, I it's think like, they just don't hate our lives as much as they do. Yeah,
1: that's probably it. And they're they're just like they're like, man, that rock looked fake in that movie. I'm gonna write that shit down. <laughs> man, Jean... man, look at Cyclops. Man, that jacket that's so last year. And like, I, I felt I like... saw that
0: coffee cup on the table. I didn't know they had know. Starbucks in Westeros. Like the fucking yeah. Rick Game of Thrones. I felt
1: like they go after stuff like that. And us were just like, we're just good. We're... I'm just happy to see the fight scenes, and see things that I've seen in the comics happen, (laughs) I'm like, pretty good. I think most people are like that, so that's probably why we get along with the audience.
2: I'm deeply offended by you guys talking about this, because my score was closer to the critics' score than (laughs) than
0: anything else. (laughs) Zach, is there anything you want to talk about, bro? You okay? You're
2: like, your life sucks, you're so stupid, you just care too much about rocks and fucking water bottles. Fuck you, Zach.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) Nah, man. Overall... Us three combined, we're still closer to the people in the crowd Yeah, we are. That's, that's we're that's we're a team we, mindset here. Right. We, yeah. we
1: make ourselves better for our lack of, of uh in that we have in each individually as a team. We're like, yeah, we make up for it. And somewhere else as a
0: whole. We com- <laughs> are you saying we complete each other, JR? We do. We, we complete each other. Aww. Oh, my God. Get in there. So get, cute. get deeper in that mic. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, anything else you guys want to touch on in the movie or should we move on to plugs? I think we should move to plugs. Uh, I'm done. Cool, cool. So, um, obviously, we got a, a live show coming up, um, June twenty second. Uh, we're doing it at Action City Comics and Federal Way. Hey, hey, if you hey, don't follow hey, us hey, on hey. Facebook, follow us now. Uh, the invite is on there. We do uh, ask you send us a, a message. We're getting uh, pretty RSDB. full,
2: to be honest. Yeah, our list is yeah. pretty pretty much full. I mean, we could probably try to to get you in if you if you send a message on Facebook. Or hit one of us up, but um as of right now, we're getting uh we're getting pretty up there. So
0: Yeah. Do it sooner rather the,
2: than later, I'll say that.
0: Absolutely. It's it's uh it's what, seven thirty to nine thirty? Is that the time frame for the show?
2: Uh Z? yeah, I thought it was seven and nine. Yeah. Wasn't it seven and nine? Was it seven thirty? I got to double no, it's check.
1: Got to be the the show starts at or the the, the shops in, or closes at seven, so we got to do it. Yeah. After
2: that. Oh. Yeah. Seven thirty
0: okay. start time. I think. We, I think we
2: it, it might be a seven thirty start time. Then let me check it.
0: Um, just for those of you out there listening that are coming, um, a couple things. One, it is a comic book shop. It's not a venue, so uh, like bathrooms not gonna be accessible, not gonna be food and drinks. So just come prepared for that. Um, it's just gonna be a podcast. You know, it'll be interactive to a certain standpoint, but. Not, not a whole lot of other support that are another uh, like no concessions or anything like that. Um, there will be comics for sale. Uh, don't get me wrong there. Um, so you can always stock up on those. But from, from a concession standpoint, just be prepared. Um, and also, the topic that we're going to be doing is going to be ranking the Infinity Saga um, from least favorite to most. And we're going to send out an email to each one of you that's RSVP'd with, uh, with the list. And we do ask that you rank them in your preference and send it back. And then we'll give a, a full reveal um, live in person and see how your guys' rankings and ours compared match up. So um, we're very excited to do it. Um, thank you guys so much that have reached out already. We are very excited to see you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, for those of you that are interested, we're doing an after party at Billy McHale's. Um, we've already got the room reserved, and we'll, we'll have some drinks, and, and I'll sign autographs. So you, you guys can sign autographs too, I guess. I'll sign, I'll sign autographs with barbecue <laughs> sauce from
2: my fingers as I'm just eating ribs like a fucking Uh,
0: king like a viking king all the
1: hugs to just guys so
0: (laughs) so nobody's gonna come (laughs) hey if you wear captain
2: america tight pants bro jr will hug you i'm just gonna cancel the reservation
0: (laughs) so uh it's a a no-go on billy's (laughs) that lasted quick all right um but yeah follow us um at hop heroes pod on instagram and twitter um this episode uh is going to be the last we have before the live show so we will see you guys then and obviously the live show will be posted the following wednesday so um anything you guys want to shout out before we sign off no um, see you at the live show i do
1: um we've been doing a lot of statue stuff lately you know it's kind of like uh, part of being a, a comic book person and reading is you kind of have like a a but like a collection addition, you know, addiction, you know, you tend to buy stuff. Um, and so we're now we're doing a lot of statue stuff. And I wanna just, you know, throw out to uh JW statues. He does a lot of reviews on um uh on YouTube these days about big time statues. So I wanted to say thanks to him and promoting uh his his show and then him promoting us on on uh on his show show for us, so I thought that was pretty cool, and and check him out, he does a lot of, he buys one of these these massive XM statues, um, it's JW statues for, uh, his, uh, uh, Instagram and JW statues for YouTube, so go check him out, for sure, let him know, you know, he does good reviews, and then, um, again, with us going to the comic book store, you know, support, support, support Doug and what he does there, because without him, I had no knowledge of him and Jim and no knowledge of comic books. So I just be a guy
0: who just watches movies, <laughs> just be a guy with a ponytail that doesn't know comics. So uh,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I just have a hard p- pigtail. That's all. <laughs> so <laughs> all so right. support,
0: support. Yeah. Support them, support away action city and JW statues. Um, and thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, please keep spreading the word, subscribe, send some love and uh, we'll see you guys live in a couple weeks. Peace.